Good evening, everyone out there in the world listening to this right now, and good evening to my friend Bob, who is here joining me this evening on the podcast, which we politely refer to as Um Actually Comics, coming from Portland, Maine, and Coast City Comics is the store that we're sitting in now. Bob, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. That was a... You ripped, you ripped out a monologue there. Also, my mic is falling over, and I'm... I'm you might want to. to adjust the tension on that. Yes. Well, my little pop filter guard. Is oh, God. Come. I, got, I think I got this. Okay, you think you I got, got it? This. Yeah, I think okay. I got this. All right. We're, we're tense. Uh, you probably want to tighten the one next to the mic. That's that's the one you're going to want. Is that the important one? Yeah, that's that's the one that's making it fall over. Uh, well, or, it seems pretty or good. It seems to be okay. Just don't touch it. Yeah. Um, so this week... I am very excited about a bunch of stuff. Uh, like we were saying before we went on, it is kind of obvious that I would be stoked this week. There's a lot of horror stuff that is really, really good. But also there were some other things that were really good that I was really kind of surprised by. And so I, pleasantly surprised. I was kind of expecting a few things to be real clunkers. Uh, and uh, and they they pleasantly disappointed me. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm. <laughs> They pleasantly disappointed you, or uh, the opposite I was, of that. I was pleasantly disappointed that I was not correct in that ah. they were not. It's it's kind of a quadruple <laughs> negative. Yeah, you're, you're like stacking negatives. I there. know. <laughs> Gosh, should I have done all that cocaine before we went on? Or I mean, definitely. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Amazing Spider-Man number sixty-seven is the first of the things that I was expecting to suck i i kind of always expect spider-man to suck hmm. and it has been getting better like it's been kind of at this point where i've been like hey i enjoyed that issue that's kind of cool that i kind of enjoyed a spider-man issue this was the first issue that i was like this is a very good spider-man issue yeah i went through it is it cool straight up great i wasn't exactly there's there's a character that returns who is a kind of nothing burger for me but uh but still i i was excited nice so yeah i just turned you down sorry oh, <laughs> it's because of all my blinking maybe, and clinking maybe a little bit right. but i fixed it okay it's fine you're back uh, I'm gonna turn you up a little bit so that we can hear more of your blinking. Yeah, blinking. I just I think I'm just gonna hold this pop filter in place for the rest of the podcast. My hand might get tired, but it's worth it. <laughs> I just can't get it there, and I, it's probably better than me like fumbling with it the entire time. Okay. Anyway, um, so we've got Unkindness of Ravens. The trade paperback is out, so that's cool. I remember thinking that first issue was pretty pretty neat, so yeah. I'm interested. Uh, I, another thing I'm interested in, but they sealed it in plastic, so I felt like I couldn't even crack it open to look at it, was the graphic novel for Anthrax, Among oh, the yeah. Living. Shrink-wrapped. Which is, of all the Anthrax records to make a, a graphic novel about, the song Among the Living is about The Stand. Uh, the other Ooh. major song on that record is about Judge Dredd. Ooh. Like, I mean, <laughs> guys... Cool. I don't know that there's any original material that you can use for this, so I'm I'm curious. In fact, they didn't. They were afraid to even use the preacher because he looks too much like the preacher from, uh, from Poltergeist Two. So oh. that's on the cover of the record, and they hmm. replaced him with their weird little not guy logo. Ah. But uh, but I'm excited. I yeah. think it's cool. I mean, Scott Ian has a a history of writing comics, and he's actually written some good stuff. That Lobo comic was pretty fun. That he did a while back. Right. Um, Forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. 
He's done some good stuff. Cool. Yeah, so, it looks fun. Yeah, fun. Uh, anyway, uh, Apex Legends Overtime, for those who are into video game adaptation comic book thingy-majiggas, uh-huh. not really one of those people. I read that it was canon for the game, so if My you play... God. Whatever game it is, Apex or Overtime or whatever. Apex Legends. Yeah. Apex Legends. Then this is canon. You must read Ooh. it. Interesting. Uh, but here is one of the other books that I was super excited for. Huh. Basilisk number one. Oh. This is Cullen Bunn writing a great comic. Again, writing another great comic, uh, horror comic. And this is like... It's so much punchier than like some of his other stuff. Like he does great stuff, but this is like this is honed where a lot of it is usually like amorphous and spooky. This is like these are comic book characters. They are like practically superhero characters in a horror story. It's in the, it is very Stephen Kingy. Like I, I was saying again before we started. It's. It reminds me a lot of the evil characters from uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. It, it's kind of like Rose the Hat and her group of vampire type characters, but it's his own thing, and it's really cool. And this first issue ruled, and I am very much looking forward to this series. Yeah, yeah. Colin Bunn is is really like just cementing himself yeah. as like just more just ideas upon ideas yeah. upon ideas, and nothing really ever seems derivative. Yeah. And he's got like, uh, and, and he, yeah, and he writes them. You know, like yeah. like some people have that. There are a couple people I can think of who I won't say out loud, but uh, but they kind of have these like they start out and it's like this is a great concept, and then you're like, okay, but I don't need to see the rest of it now that I've got the general gist. I'm I'm fine with him. I want to see where it goes. Yeah, uh, Batman one oh nine. I did not read this. You know, uh, this was, uh, I actually did pretty good with reading stuff this week. I did. I only flipped this. It, the art looks great. The storyline, I actually need to stack up the last couple issues and, and, and read them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm deficient, but I do really like the art and I also really like Batman. Yeah. I have been, I've actually been enjoying this run. And yeah, not really, not a huge Batman fan, but I thought this was fun. Yeah, it's specifically it's the um, it's the Ghost Maker stuff that I need to read. Although mm-hmm. this one did bring in a character that was a big part of the next Batman Future State, or actually, I guess it was really more the Dark Detective uh, character uh, mm. that Future State storyline. So kind of like seeding that a little bit. Um, so it it looked interesting, but uh, but I don't have any specifics about like. I mean, other than the specific of this one character. That <laughs> right. <laughs> which is, uh, I can't be specific about because I don't want to give it away. Uh, Batman Catwoman number five mm-hmm. is out. Uh, Batman Fortnite zero point number four of six is out. Batman Adventures Continue <laughs> season two is out. I, there is a, there's a theme yeah. here at DC. Of the, what, ten titles out this week, Five, six of them are Batman. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely no no shortage of Batman. Although you know, none of them look bad, except for maybe Fortnite, which I can't it's read so because funny. it's in plastic. It's I just so kinda... funny. Like I was like completely anti this comic, and I was like, oh, it's stupid and whatever. And I got somebody who was like really nice and picked the book up, and he was like, he posted something on social media about how much he liked the book and blah blah blah. And I was like, well, huh. it probably is just not for me is maybe what's going on here. Um, it may actually be great. 
So yeah. I was actually, not my I cup of tea. I, I think I got the first issue too, and I just like never even yeah. opened it. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um, uh, you think I'm busy or something? <laughs> Batman: The Adventures Continue Season One trade paperback is also out. Mm-hmm. So if you want to catch up. That's going to be how you do it. Season one was cool. Brought a lot of like modern DC concepts into the Batman animated uh, universe. And it's yeah. written by Alan Burnett, who was a show showrunner producer or something on, yeah. the, on the actual animated series. So it's got that feel and but it's more, you know, red hood and things right. like that are in it. Yeah. And in, in fact, this, this season starting out, this is uh, court of owls is showing up in the yeah. animated and dead man. And Dead Man's on the cover, which is cool. And there's a really cool Riley Rossmo cover. Yes. There's also a great Amanda Connor cover. Ooh, I didn't like, see that. Yeah, that's the like one in twenty five variant. I liked it. Uh, Beasts of Burden occupied territory number three of four. Well, if you're following Beasts of Burden, get ready to get get a box of tissues. God damn it. Why <laughs> must they be my the sad dog things? The sad dog things. Um Betty Page and the Curse of the Banshee number 1. Oh. Is a comic book that is out on stands right now. Uh Black Cat number 7. Are you following this one? I am not. Nay. No. I am a, I am a solid nay on following yeah. Black Cat. Yeah, not not my thing. Uh yeah, nothing bu- against it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 26. Also uh, fell off the train on Buffy. Me too. Uh, there is a an all ages uh, graphic novel out this week, Catwoman Soul Stealer, uh, from Sarah J. Maas. Not familiar, but uh, looks cool. Crime Syndicate number four of six is out. This is a this is an incredibly fun series. If you are into those particular characters, you will dig it. It is it's really well written and really fun and silly. Cool. Uh, Crush and Lobo, number one, another book that I was hoping was going to be good, but I had almost zero faith was going to be worth reading. I was like, I love both characters, but I was like, oh no, I don't know how you're going to make this work. And they Hmm. killed it. Yeah, this is good. Oh, I had no uh, real experience with, sorry about my... Uh, turning away from the microphone I'll try to not do that but I'm like looking the comic books are all on my left and I'm like looking at them as I'm talking about them uh yeah you should talk more about it uh but I also really liked it from a standpoint of like you know Lobo's all right Crush is all right just not like but I thought it was really good see I am a fan of Lobo I very much Mm -hmm. enjoy the character of Lobo and I have since the 90s and uh and so he has been very disappointing in the ways that he has shown up in over the last, I don't know, 20 years, kind of like there, there have been very few moments of him showing up that I've been like, wow, that's great. Hmm. It's, it's usually it misses the point. Like the point of him has always been an out of continuity kind of thing that like the, the Keith Giffen stuff that was like the real the real meat and potatoes of his nonsense was when he was a parody of the ultra-violent comics of the time. Right. And this gets back to that. This feels like something that was released right around that time. And her her parts are her own thing, and they're her own vibe. And every time Lobo shows up, he is that exact Lobo, like <laughs> ripped like it's almost like bone where you're like here's lord of the rings and here's the cute funny animals it's like 
Lobo is so different from the tone of that book that he feels like he's completely out of place, mm. but in a really good way. Like, I feel like it just, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just a perfect combination. I love the character of Crush. I love this story arc of her kind of trying to overcome her weird issues. She goes to her girlfriend's birthday party and she fucks everything up because she brings an alien spore there <laughs> because she's just been, you know, in yeah. a giant street fight on another planet and she didn't go through decontamination. You know, like there's all you these. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Come on. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but it's awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Uh, it was fun. I thought the art was sort of like... Uh, reminiscent of like Derek Robertson kind yeah. of style like uh so it 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 felt kind of like boys-ish in terms yeah. of like the the art style and I thought the story was good with uh the crush yeah. particularly those and there's, aspects there's there's a it's I think there's two different uh teams on this right yeah there was, there was like a backup but it was still kind of a continuation oh, of the original story yeah maybe the lobo stuff is the stuff that feels like Derek roberts yeah maybe i liked both of them um and uh yeah, yeah. no it, this almost this could have been a contender for my favorite book of the week nice. like very easily i'm like this would have been definitely a is like a top five title for me like period cool which is really weird hmm. um yeah. But uh, Daredevil, Chip Zdarsky trade paperback, number two, No Devils, Only God, mm. is out. And this is cool. <laughs> I'm really happy they're doing this. DC Horror presents The Conjuring. Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring, The Lover, number one. Yeah. Wow. It's like a comic. It's like a <laughs> Conjuring movie in, in comic book miniseries form. And it's also it and looks it's, really good, and it's handled properly. Yeah, like it's not, uh, it, it's not as dry as it would be if someone was doing it as a straight up horror comic. It's not as poncy as it would be if it was like a Vertigo title back in the day. Like it has a sense of humor, and there are breaks in it where there are little joke panels where they do, like takeoffs on the the Charles Atlas. You know, yeah. there's there's really there's a lot of really smart stuff going on. Uh, Scott Snyder does the second story. You know, it's like with Dennis Co oh, Cowan, Dennis Cowan. Cowan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And also Gary Brown is the artist on the main one. And Gary Brown, if you don't know him, is very, very good. Uh, he I didn't recognize that name, but I was like, man, this guy's great. Yeah. He's like uh kind of I think that I can't think of what he did but sometimes I see his stuff and I think he's Greg Smallwood he's got that kind of uh but like it's a different style but it's 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 really good this honestly like I've seen the Conjuring movies my wife is a big horror movie fan and it it, it like was surprising to me to see this but it looks like if you're a fan of that and a fan of comics like this is pretty cool it's, and I love yeah. the fake ads like oh, the fake there, ads are amazing there there's two really there's two fake ads in it and they're both brilliant yeah um, they're but, they're Johnson um did, who is it um I, don't I can't know. think of his first name um devil pig Johnson it's because I only because of I COVID yeah I only know people by their Instagram handles I refer to you constantly as at Co city comics <laughs> you know this um no it's uh Dave Johnson Dave Johnson yes it is yeah he it did is. the fake ads and they are fantastic yeah very funny and and the other thing about it is that I'm not a fan of the conjuring movies they are 
yeah it it does not do anything for me at all like i definitely watch them because i watch every goddamn horror (laughs) movie that comes out but it it tends to be one of the series that leaves me cold um but this comic i love because it doesn't it doesn't really require you to be part of the conjuring universe to enjoy it Mm. it and also it had a couple of really beautiful scares that were not the kind of scares that the Conjuring movies use. There was a creepy monster behind a bookcase shot that was like one of the best scares I've seen in a comic in a long time. And it's literally just like fingers and red eyes, which would normally be cheesy. But the way that they pulled it together, it was beautiful. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is really cool. It's super creepy. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's really wonderful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, love that book. Yeah, I do, the Conjuring is not a thing that I'm like wild about or like no. a huge super fan or anything, but like you know, it's that Amityville trope kind of right. deal. I mean, you know? I just I don't want to get into why I'm not a huge fan of theirs, but uh, hmm. you know, those two, okay, maybe maybe not the best people in the world. Oh, you know, maybe not, but you know what? Everyone can have their opinion on them. I'm hmm. I'm okay with that. Hmm. Deadly Class number forty six. Nice. is a comic book and I am not caught up so I have not been following it. Uh Deep Beyond number 5 is out, Family Tree number 12 is out, and one of the other gigantic books this week, Firepower number 12 is out. Yes. Is it the end of the series? Covers. <laughs> is it the end of the arc? What is happening here? I mean, it's definitely the end of the arc. I mean, it is 100% the end of the arc, but is it the end of the comic? Yeah. I don't know. I, I have not uh, read it, and I have actually not read the last several issues of Firepower, uh, as I have a tendency to save up five I read to it six months I still of comics I don't really I like. know what the deal is. I don't know if this was like... It definitely feels like they could just stop now. Yeah. But I hope they don't. Um, well, it's, and it's Chris Samney, so he's working on his own. Yeah. Like he basically, like once he stopped doing like the mainstream stuff, and he's just doing whatever he wants to do. So right, it's also know. a good time to take a pause. Yeah. So if you if you do something like this, you can you can do this, and then take a year off or take six months off or whatever, and come back, and people are still and it's Kirkman, so people are still going to be there for him. It's not like he's going to lose his audience. Mm. So. Uh, we've got a hardcover of the Death of Iris West Flash Classic. Those are some some decent like post Infantino Bronze Age Flash, you know, Carrie Bates. I think you know, classic. It's a nice, and I love those hardcover presentations with that really thin newsprinty paper. But the coloring yep. is like really good. But DC, unlike Marvel, when they do their old reprint stuff they tend to keep the colors flat on that old stuff and it just looks so much better yeah like i hate when they apply like gradiate gradations to flat coloring on old especially on like silver and bronze yeah yeah, should never be done oh definitely Uh, anyway green lantern number three it's two stories the first story is is john stewart uh basically what's going on in this it's starting to kind of Green Lantern was like after the first issue of this new series I was just like I don't think I'm going to stick with this. The second issue I was like um I was like okay like I can probably pull this out and then oh what are you doing? <laughs> Tightening this up for you. so that I don't have to hold it. Uh my my handler is fixing my microphone. Uh no. Um yeah it's it's I thought it was. It, there's something going on with it. That's fine. You don't need it. Yeah. I just won't say I won't say any words with the letter P in them. 
except for that word. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, so the second issue got a little bit better than this one. Is like. Um, it's kind of like telling two stories and there's one story is like the eviscerated ruins of Oa and it's Joe Mullen from far sector and uh, the, whoever's just happens to be left. There's like a dominator in there and stuff. And then there's, you're starting to get this issue where all of the missing green lanterns ended up. And that's like a John Stewart and a bunch of alien green lanterns. Um, so it's, it's all right. Uh, I just, I really like the far sector series and seeing uh, Joe from that, be part of the oh there's the p uh, wow that was a really crazy pop yeah wow i wonder if that's why i have those filters hold <laughs> on let me pause this for a second all right there we go yes. that fixed it God damn it! sorry about all those sick <laughs> sorry about sorry about being a, a dope on the mic sorry for being I'm, so I'm being dope, dope on the, on the mic, mic. Oh yeah my god wow I your rhymes totally did not mean to say that. um okay so we got uh we got guardians of the galaxy by al ewing trade paperback two coming out nice great stuff um and i will apologize for not having any more of these in we sold out of harley quinn black white and red because i had forgotten that this was where the other white knight story is so we're gonna get a ton of those in i'll have sean and colleen sign those totally spaced on that um Hmm. But that is the trade paperback that contains the digital only story from White Knight oh. that that uh, yeah that Sean and Colleen did beforehand. So that's that's cool. That was an oopsie on my part. Oh. Um. So Hellboy, uh, Universe Secret Histories hardcover is out today. Yeah, this is just a three miniseries collected in like just a kind of a slightly smaller than comic book size hardcover. It looks nice. Uh, and it's, um, oh, Sledgehammer 44 and the one that Paul Grist did about the alien that's in like the very first uh, Hellboy miniseries. Just like kind of ancillary. Is that like, Visitor? The Visitor, yeah. Like in that very first Hellboy miniseries, you see that weird alien, and then it was just yeah. like dropped completely, yeah, yeah. and then he just let Grist like tell that story in in its own miniseries, which was cool because Grist is someone whose the style works really well for the Hellboy stuff. All right, so this is the beginning of another another big surprise for me, oh. um, and that is I honestly I when they when they were pitching this story for the for the X-Men gala for the Hellfire <laughs> gala I was like who gives a shit why am I supposed to care that they're all getting gowns I don't care yeah and then I read this and realized what the fuck they were doing and it is amazing and it is exactly what I wanted to see them doing um and this is obviously going to kick off the world fucking hating the X-Men uh from here. So this is definitely <laughs> a big oopsie on their part that happens there was a big party foul in this week's group of Is it their horrible costumes? It is their horrible <laughs> costumes. <laughs> and no one can forgive them these horrible <laughs> costumes that they are wearing all of them. Oh like my even Ice Iceman who's not wearing a costume has managed to look like a complete pompous <laughs> bonehead. I will say that of all the of all the costumes in this, I get why they chose that. It's it's kind of fun, but sure. uh but Beast is wearing a costume that is basically like a t-shirt like or actually like a onesie that a baby would wear <laughs> except it has a massive pouch for his massive dick 
Gross. And they are so over accentuating his package. It is disgusting. Oh, man. I it's was... like on the cover of one of these things, too, where you just like you can't help but like go, ah, oh, the colorist tried his damnedest to darken it. So it like doesn't draw attention. But to oh, no funny. avail. I actually you can't stop looking at it. I have not seen that yet. And yeah. I'm literally flipping through a copy of it right now. I was. Oh, uh, it's mostly just on the cover. Oh, I see. OK, because uh, I saw the the white queen with her weird pointed hat and her <laughs> x cut out shawl i hate the x cut out shawl there there's actually a bunch of outfits in this that yeah, i think i don't great. i mean honest oh wow okay i have not yeah i've yet to see one that i think is in any way interesting i or, think they're fun and i like the idea that of course because jumbo carnation that's kind of his mutant power i thought that was fun oh that's where they're getting him from. yes okay yeah, and, I, I I have to just basically like recuse myself from yeah. talking about the X Men because I I no one wants to hear my takes, which is that I don't like it. And, Fair. Yeah. Um, so what's going on in here is this is not just an X Men comic. This is a massive crossover comic. Uh, the entire concept is that they are inviting the world to come see Krakoa. This is a big. Uh, event to introduce themselves to the world so the Avengers show up yeah. they've got all of the humans they've got everyone coming in here and the interactions between the characters are priceless the the party foul that occurs is also priceless uh, very clearly a massive misstep that is going to have huge repercussions forever for the series and I can't wait to see how that plays out. And of course, there's also a big thing coming up where Magneto does something here that we we know just because of the solicit that's coming later. So, oh. uh, cool. I'm into it. Is the is the party foul? Does that happen in Hellions or in Marauders? Uh, X Force. Oh shit! Okay, I, I can't get up and get it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm super interested in this now. Yeah, uh, Heroes Reborn number five is out. And that is a thing. Uh, we've got. Uh, I didn't read this. I. I there's a American Knights was the other Heroes Reborn title out this week, and I didn't even check that one out. I should have. Oopsie. But I, I did didn't. read uh, Heroes Reborn Marvel Double Action. Ah, yeah, this looks good. It's great. Um, if you are interested in somebody doing kind of a a fun aping of Silver Age stuff, like in this modern era it's pretty cool you know we get uh nighthawk has a has his own version of the spider buggy like it's all these little funny <laughs> funny little takes yeah it, it's and it's um it's dan jurgens and he's really just yeah. like bringing and it tim seeley like, is writing it too yeah. so it's like it's so it looks like a bronze nerds. age like it's the yeah. aesthetic of it is is really great yep Hilda and the Mountain King graphic novel is out this week, and that is obviously great. One mm-hmm. of the best all-ages series out there. Uh, Immortal Hulk, number 47, is out, and that, as always, is great. Yeah, there's a really great uh, Rick Rick Jones Captain America moment in this, where Captain America finally sees like what's going on with Rick oh Jones, my God. and is just like, yeah. oh my God, I failed you. I failed you so badly. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, no, I'm pretty stoked to look like this. Well, it's pretty cool because it's like you get we've gotten used to like these horrific like like really right. just horror yeah, yeah. takes on all of the Hulk characters and the Gamma characters. And then to actually yeah. have the Avengers show up and be like, what the What's fuck? Going like, on that's over- Betty I- Ross? Like, what the fuck? I Yeah, <laughs> and there is a big Avengers moment here. I was like, why bring the Avengers in? This is silly. It, it's, it doesn't need to be part of this world. They're doing their own thing. Mm. And the choice is, number one, with Cap showing up, a uh, huge moment there. Yeah. And... Then there's another moment that is a gigantic Avengers moment that is going to obviously have repercussions for a very long time as well yes. for someone taking sides. And I thought that was really cool as well. Yes. Um, we've got an ink blot number nine. Cool. An iron fist, heart of the dragon, number six of six. Final issue. Final issue. It's the, it's the, I mean, it was a miniseries. It's Larry Hama's Iron Fist. This is so much better than it, I ever would have expected it to be. It was really great. Yep. Um, I liked it a lot. And definitely at the top of my list of books that shocked the ever-living hell out of me as to how much I liked them, Iron Man Annual Number 1. Huh. Holy shit. Wow. Just a heads up. Not really an Iron Man book. It's a continuation of the Miles Morales story, number one. Uh, And basically, he and Miles Morales have a team up at the beginning that is the best thing. There's basically five pages of this that are the best, most fun thing I've read in forever. Essentially, the Moloids attack New York. And Miles Morales and Iron Man have teamed up to take them out. And they show up, and the Moloids are quoting TV shows at them and they have tourist (laughs) shirts on and they just want to visit New York and eat hot dogs and see the sights from Seinfeld. They want to go on the Seinfeld walking tour (laughs) and it's fucking amazing and I love it to death. And the the art in that part is amazing as well. But then the, the end of this kind of culminates with Miles like sitting down with Tony Stark and being like, listen, man, you're the tech guy, right? Okay, well, you know, I've got this tech problem, and it's this guy, the assessor, and he tortured me, and, you know, like, it's a massive mental trauma, and I, every time I try to fight him, I lose, and blah, 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 and he's like, yeah, you know, I guess that's in my wheelhouse, so I'll go take care of it, and he flies the fuck off, and goes and blows the shit out of the assessor's (laughs) place, and you just get this, like, fucking like Charles Bronson revenge story against the assessor where Iron Man goes and is like, well, you know, this kid doesn't have it in him to do this because he's too nice, but I don't have, I don't have the fucking morals that miles has. And so he goes in and he houses the assessor, which is beautiful. Nice. So I I can't recommend this book enough. That's cool. Um, It is just exactly what you want especially if you're reading miles morales but honestly that the first few pages with uh, the moloids yeah, totally worth I, it. I say i say worth the price of admission just for the moloid story uh, <laughs> we love the seinfeld <laughs> we love the seinfeld bring us the kramer <laughs> as they're like eating uh just like spraying ketchup into their mouths out of squirt bottles <laughs> mole man is busy with mole man things <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the generation that doesn't have 
the 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 mole man leader so they're yeah. just like the little moloids are like well we're all on our own we've just been hanging out watching tv this whole time give us the kramer we <laughs> demand the kramer <laughs> Oh man, that's really good. Yeah. I love the the moloids when they give them like when they yeah. like end up having personalities like yep. they did in the Fantastic oh, Four. FF. And, oh my yeah. god. Future Foundation. Future Foundation, yeah. That version of the moloids when the the one that was just a little severed head fell in love with uh, She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh Justice League number 62 continues to be a very enjoyable Justice League book. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I liked it. Nothing really spectacular to say about it. It's just, it's a good Justice League book. No, it's just, it is, I think it's just relieving to have a solid Justice League book. It's not breaking any new ground. It's not trying to break new ground. It's trying to be a good Justice League book and succeeding. Thank God. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's good. And Crypto, the Super Dog trade paperback, another one of the All Ages books. Looks cool. People love that dog. Love that dog. <laughs> uh, Man Bat number five of five is out. Uh, gotta say, when this is a trade, if you didn't get this, because I imagine not too many people did, this Man Bat <laughs> series was absolutely awesome. Yeah. And also, if you did, if you do like or did like Justice League Dark and you like that take on Man Bat and thought this was kind of like a weird incongruous thing, the final issue. 100 percent 100 percent like directly like you could get this man bat and the and the first justice league dark trade and just read this one first and it's like a perfect it's like literally a a prequel it's it's very good rules and that's proof that the uh pop filter is working because i just said he like a million times nice um marauders number 21 is part of that that ongoing thing of the three books the one you need to read is marauders Marauders is the most important of the three uh, tie-ins. I, I mean, it's Marauders weird because it has the worst art. Has continued to be <laughs> the most enjoyable. I mean, yeah. it's Duggan. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it I has love all Marauders. The characters I it's like too. always, it's always the book that I like the most. But the, I believe the big plot point goes down in X Force. Yeah. Um, but still, Marauders is the fun one. All right. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur graphic novel. Uh, graphic novel slash trade paperback i guess because it's the uh it's that galactus story which was really great yeah that was with silver surfer and it's galactus from like when he was the life bringer for like five seconds before they (laughs) like they did all that work to like change his status quo and then just like (laughs) someone was just like oh yeah now he's back being killing killing planets again i guess he kind of has to kill planets to be galactus but you know we don't like character advancement with 60 year old characters yeah i don't know well, Moon Knight Epic Collection, Bad Moon Rising. Oh yeah, this is, is some classic Moon Knight stuff. Is that the, the Bronzels? That's some Werewolves by Nights. Yeah, we get. Uh, yeah, we got a bunch I, of Werewolves by Nights. I saw some Nights, Mench, some... and I saw some. Yep. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Mantlo. Mantlo. So that to me is like pinnacle peak peak Bronze Age. Yep. Uh, My Little Pony, a friendship is magic. Number ninety eight. Hmm. Batman Second Son, number three. I'm still not convinced on this series. It just feels like a bunch of people in a room arguing, but... I think it's a trade. This one literally is. There's Batman is not in this. It's it's like, it's kind of his origin. Yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. him becoming Batman. It's like a Batman Begins for next Batman. Um, yep. But that means that you're getting a full issue of just people talking. And yeah. that might not be everyone's deal. Uh, so the first book from the... Uh, well, actually, no, it's not. 
This is uh, Tinian's first book in the Black series. Uh, we've got a Nice House on the Lake. I liked it. I liked it a lot too. Um, it. It's it's interesting. I'm not sure where it's going. It could go in a million directions. It was it was not my favorite horror book of the week, and honestly, it was it was more cosmic than I was expecting it to. Mm. Uh, I was I was expecting it to be kind of a close horror thing, so I was like preparing for something kind of more more like spooky cabiny and then it's like oh no this is like this is cabin in the woods kind of thing this is like this is uh like super meta kind of horror yeah it's like you basically you start out with this character who is clearly been through like some serious physical shit and uh, she is telling you about uh her her story and then Basically, it's like twelve characters. It's like a sort of like a twelve angry men or like kind of thing where it's like they end up with yeah. these twelve characters in this amazing house that's in the middle of nowhere. But then all of a sudden, global slash possibly greater than global yeah. bad shit goes down while they're in there. Um, and and Anderson Cooper melts, which is yeah, important. they literally he melts. Uh, they don't show it, but they do show the <laughs> aftermath. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I just I thought the art was really good, and the concept is wide open enough that it could go in a lot of really interesting directions, I think. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty strong, but not a lot happens. It's really just, here's the setup. Yeah, this is this is definitely just a setup issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Noctera, number four, cool. continues to you be like fun. I do. I dig it. Um, this one was filler. was not my <laughs> favorite issue, but it was still good. Uh, nonstop Spider-Man, number three. It is literally as advertised. It is. Uh, it's great, I, actually. I, I love Joe How Kelly. long did it take for him to do this? Did this was he like preparing to do this like two years ago? I don't know. Bacallo, you mean? Yeah, Bacallo. Because these pages, every page of this fucking book looks like it took a week. Huh? It's so dense. Everything is so crazy plotted out and dense. I yeah. I just can't imagine how he could do this. I think as he's a monthly. really good, but yeah, probably there was some There's lead gotta time. Be some sort of lead time. I do think that we're having some books that are coming out, which is actually for our benefit yeah. as readers, but uh, some books that look like they benefited from some lead time, and I think yeah. COVID kind of did. Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, s- s- comic book scheduling some favors. Uh, I bet all of the crossovers next summer will come out on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of the, uh, like, what is the what's the name of that book that uh, Reminder did with Opeña? Uh, seven. Oh, seven. Uh, seven to eternity. Seven to eternity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he knew that Opeña couldn't do books on a monthly schedule, so he was like, "Here, we're gonna start a year ahead." Yeah. And then we're gonna then we're gonna start, and he, you know, had the kind of money that he could pay Opeña a year ahead of time. Yeah. To do a book, so. That certainly helps a lot. Definitely. Man, that book is gorgeous. <laughs> yes. We got One Punch Man graphic novel volume 22 out. We've got uh, another YA, which is uh, Poison Ivy Thorns. Cool. And we have from, this is Dark Horse, right? Uh, this is The Pride Omnibus. It is from Dark Horse. I don't know what this is. Uh 
I don't know when this came out, if this is in itself just a graphic novel or if it's... It says it's an omnibus. It does. I don't know where it came from. I don't remember this comic coming out. I do not either. It is essentially, uh, it's like an all, he's, Fab Man is the main character and he's, he's got some sort of like... He's trying to make make his name in the LGBT community. He doesn't want them to be seen as inferior to the straight heroes. And so he's like, he creates a Justice League for gay heroes, essentially. Oh, cool. And I guess that's kind of what this is. But I mean, I like, I don't know if it was like a digital series or what's going on, but yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. Um, nice. And it is pride to come out the first and day of hey, Pride Month. So what hey, a, what good timing. Yeah. Res- they did it on purpose. It's almost like they planned it, but you know, with Diamond, I'm sure it was just accidental. <laughs> uh, Resident Alien Trade Paperback Volume 6, your ride's here. I just read the final issue, uh, I think yesterday, and it's it's good. If you have in any way followed the series, uh, this is like kind of... Um, it could be the end. It could not be the end. Kind could of like the firepower. It could be just... The, cha- the next chapter comes out when it comes out maybe who knows but it also could be the last issue that ever came out mm-hmm. um it's uh it's it's very very well done and i like i like resident alien i've liked it from issue the first issue that came out i think it's great it's basically like martian manhunter but he's a doctor instead of a private investigator and no one knows who he is and he's not a superhero and he yes. doesn't have like crazy powers like <laughs> you know but it's basically the same concept like alien stranded on earth has to pretend he's a human in order to um in order to just live you know to to you know what else is he going to do and it's like his society is close enough to human society that you know he's just making do uh and then as he goes along he's basically it's kind of like murder she wrote in a it way is. too it really where it's like is like solving <laughs> mysteries as a doctor uh you know i don't know it's it's just very uh for for genre stuff i actually really got to figure out and watch the show yeah, I watched um, the first episode and I liked it, but it was definitely a departure from the comic. Oh, okay. And I'm curious to see how far it departs from the comic. Interesting. Um, but it might be one of those like setting up some sort of thing just to just to mess with your expectations. Yeah. Um, I think I, yeah, I love this book as well. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder what would have happened if like this had been something where ABC got a hold of it and it had been like a Greg Daniels kind of thing. Hmm. Like we'd done kind of a good place with it as opposed to going like sci-fi channel and making it a sci-fi thing. What if it had gone like harder into being like a Brooklyn nine, nine type comedy? Hmm. I would have been, I would have been excited to see that version as well. Yeah. Um, Savage Avengers number twenty one. Oh, there is a really good Ghost Rider uh, thing, like Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider uh, oh, nice. in this. He shows up, and uh, I just happened to grab a copy uh, and flip through it while we were talking about other comics, and it is crazy. <laughs> it's like a Patrick Zercher is he's a really good artist, draws a really good Ghost Rider, but there's like a part where he does the penance on Conan, <laughs> and uh, and Conan does what Conan does <laughs> and it's really cool it's, uh, it's a double page spread let's oh, just that's say that great. I can't wait yeah it's cool uh, Rick and Morty Ever After Trade Paperback Volume 1 nice. he's out uh, Savage Dragon number 259 is out <laughs> the meta of this is so crazy because it's like <laughs> it's an Alpha Flight 
thing. So it looks like Alpha Flight drawn by Jack Kirby, but Alpha Flight in itself was drawn by John Byrne, Mm -hmm. who arguably is like kind of like one of the truest like Kirby heirs of like mainstream comics and like definitely is like a Kirby like even though the styles don't really match up so it's like this weird kind of like piling on of meta but it's nice to see like kind of a straightforward like (laughs) superhero thing going on in Savage Dragon I flipped through this really briefly while we were talking Canadian superheroes. Yes, it is uh, literally alpha. There's a guy that looks exactly like Guardian. Uh, it's it's. There's a guy that looks kind of like Sasquatch. It's like, I wanted to pronounce it on wrong on I purpose. Know. By the way, I do. Damn that. it, Sam Squatch. <laughs> Sam Squatch. Uh, Sensational Wonder Woman number four. Uh, I loved this. It's so good, and it brings Blue Snowman into continuity. <laughs> do you know of Blue I don't Snowman? Know. Uh, He's so, made with like urinal cakes. No, she. No. <laughs> Blue snowman. Uh, what? <laughs> nice. Hey, listen, man. Gender is fluid, man. It is. Uh, and so it, it, this is, I'm, I'm going to go really briefly into a fun thing. So like the golden age Wonder Woman villains are real out there. Yeah. Like in terms of like today, not so much, but in terms of like then, like, I can't believe that stuff was coming out. Like there was this, uh, a bunch of different villains and blue snowman is a woman whose father invented this thing called blue snow and he died. He was trying to use it to like better humanity, but he died and she was like, I could use this to make some money. So she dresses (laughs) up like a snowman, like a round, like snowman (laughs) and fights wonder woman and gets beat. And then in the old Wonder Woman comics, Wonder Woman would take the villains and send them to this place called um uh it's like Transformation Island, I think. And what it does is it like it's like basically like re-education camps. They like go and they put on <laughs> these girdles and when oh. they put on the girdle it makes them good and they are no longer villains and they all just live there and hang out like Amazons. It's a girdle. It's part of yes. So there's later on a story where a bunch of them escape from Transformation Island and they start a villain team that's called Villain Villainy Incorporated. And it's Blue Snowman and Giganta and um, Hypnota or Hypnota, wow. which is a woman who wears a mustache just like as a she's like a circus performer why not yeah it's like if you look at the the golden age villainy incorporated team it's just like it's it's just so crazy i love it i love it anyway this this uh wonder woman comic that came out um is basically just like uh, there's been other comics i think the connor um the power girl yeah. series they did uh, i saw like a panel from that when i was googling blue snowman because i was like is that the same one and I, I looked it up and i was like holy shit uh anyway it's fun and the art is by danny who yeah. uh is has done a bunch of comics that we've liked and i really like the art on this it's very much just like a wonder woman very simple like yeah. almost like super friends level yep. fun wonder woman story i feel it's like great. with the exception of the new of the yara flower flower yep. version this is my favorite wonder woman that i've read for a while oh like, yeah this is this is the this is what I want to read in a Wonder Woman yeah. comic. If yeah. you're, if I'm not reading it by Gail Simone or somebody like that, who's like a real like 
gonna gonna kick its ass. Uh, I want to read this kind of Wonder Woman. Yeah, this is very much like if you're if if this means anything to anyone, it's a very much in the vein of like the Trina Robbins uh, Wonder Woman kind of. Uh, um, oh man! Look, someday, if you ever see yeah. the back issues of Legend of Wonder Woman, it was oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the Trina Robbins yeah. one. It's that that it's it's more akin to the Golden Age Wonder Woman. Yeah. So this is like modern in terms of the art style. Although I do like what Danny did uh, artistically with this, yeah. and the coloring works really well. It's actually a very very nice looking book. Um, I thought it was fun. Anyway, cool. we probably talked way too long about a comic that <laughs> five people yeah, buy. Yeah, like barely five people buy. Uh, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, trade oh, paperback. Man, that is a gorgeous book. This is a uh, Black Hammer miniseries, uh, which is basically like if the Punisher got a sidekick. Um, <laughs> like imagine if Jason Todd uh was taken in by the punisher yeah and they have cooler costumes they do <laughs> the costumes are cool like the guy's deal is like he has a long chain with a iron skull on the end of it and he just whips <laughs> it around and hits people with it it's very brutal it's a good look um and then the whole story is basically from the the sidekick it's skeleton boy really it should be called skeleton boy more than skull digger and skeleton boy although it's not totally it's lemire doing uh, 80s grim and gritty yep. uh, for Black Hammer. It's very, very good. And Tansi Zanjik uh, is uh, the artist and amazing artist. So if you if you know that name, you know he's really, really good. Um, we got Star Wars Darth Vader, uh, Sith Lord, <laughs> Volume 4, Fortress Vader. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a bunch of words, but it is the fourth trade paperback volume of the Darth Vader series. Cool. We got... Speaking of words. Speaking of words, Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, number one, finally. Oh, it's number one, it's finally. It's not the actual prequel oh. or the lead-up prequels or whatever. This prequel is the to the road, actual too. one. But you know what? I mean, this is great. Oh, cool. I love this. He fights Zuckus and Forlom. Ooh. I mean, it's what I wanted. Yeah. And it's it's just a fun book. It's it's done in the same way that, like, the Mandalorian fixed the characters by making it a Western. This is another Western. This is a bounty hunter Western that is in space, and it's, like, in crazy Star Wars space. Like, it's just full of bonkers aliens every second, but it's it's awesome. Nice. And and it's not what I expected tone-wise. Like when you when you get into it, you expect it was going to be like a dark gritty art style, and instead it's kind of this like fun pop sci-fi style. It's it's great. Hmm. I really really like it. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. I think so it sounds like they're kind of taking a cue from from the Mandalorian yeah. and kind oh, of yeah. realizing like, okay, this we we're this starting is, to figure out what people want. This is what people enjoy about this series. Yeah. Um, Star Wars bounty hunters, uh, tie in is, uh, Oh wait, that's not even, that's not Afra. Is it? She's on the cover. She's on the cover of that one. I thought that was a Dr. Afra book. Well, I lied. That's just an, that's just a pride week variant. Oh. So I thought I had another another book here. Uh Suicide Squad number 4 is it's out. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's it's about you, the best you can say. I would say that it, they are clearly starting to um build towards the movie version, the current yes, like the upcoming much. movie version. Um and it, it but it's it's just okay. Also, I four issue team team up with Teen Titans is a little um That's a little much. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, especially so early in the runs. But, yep. You know, whatever. It is what it is. It's not bad. It's just not great. Uh, new manga, Summer of You, graphic novel, uh, volume one. Sorry about my squeaky chair. Hmm. Uh, Superman, Man of Steel, volume three, hardcover. Cool. And uh, a book that I was not surprised that I loved this week was Swamp Thing. Of course, <laughs> it continues to be phenomenal. Um, and Thor, uh, we got finally reprints of the God Butcher storyline are out. So nice. We have the God of Thunder trade paperback volume one back in stock again. Uh, we got speaking of things back in stock, we have uh, all of the reprints of Ultra Mega. So uh, so number one, number two. And we have plenty of copies of number three, so we're all set on that. That's cool. I love that comic. And it is great. You should get on it. If you are not reading it now, you should be. It's cool that they're reprinting it, so that means it's selling. Yes. Yeah? Definitely is. Nice. Um, Vampirella number 20 is out. Vampirella 1992 one-shot is out. Hmm. Walking Dead. flannel shirt. I <laughs> I wish, I wish it was just like cargo a, shorts. Yeah, just bandanas. The ripped jeans with the uh, thermal thermal yes. underwear poking out of the knees. Oh man, uh, that was that was definitely my thing back in the oh, day. Yeah. Oh yeah, I boy. actually I got into a car accident once, uh, and I had to get basically like picked up by a police car and taken to a place where I could phone someone. And I was wearing those clothes. Like, I was wearing, like, the flannel shirt tied around my waist, shorts, long johns underneath. And uh, when the cop drove up, I just, like, looked down at myself, and I was like, I look like a clown. (laughs) (laughs) I just had this, like, moment of acute (laughs) self-awareness that probably came from having just almost died. Oh, no. You don't want want those. No, no. I still, it's a very strong memory where I just, like, I never dressed like that again after that day. I was just like, I look ridiculous. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Y'all got to grow up sometime. It's very sad, but it's true. <laughs> it was a, it was a real rite of passage. Uh, we've got worst dudes number one. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a new Aubrey Citizen thing. Um, yes. It's uh, it's just it's very much in the same vein as Scumbag, but also it's but it's like. It's an Aubrey Citizen version, so it's it, it's a little it's a little toned down from that. Yeah, but uh, it is it is also that same concept of just like over the top nonsense. Yes, it is over the top in the same way that like, if you are one of the like five million people that backed Aubrey Citizen's um, Beef Brothers, which I admit I am one. Um, <laughs> It uh, it's it's more along the lines of that. Although actually, I Beef Brothers was more my speed than than this. Yeah, um, I enjoyed this. I thought it was yeah, good. it's cool. Yeah, yeah, there's like a there's like a big pink lion, yes. br- like brutal lion alien warrior in it, and like just a lot of over the top kind of yeah. stuff. Yep, that kind of stuff. We got X Force number twenty. We've got Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, number four of four. I loved this story. And then they did in the last two pages, they did the thing that makes me just like I hate it more than anything. It was all a dream. Not it was all a dream, but they all think it was a dream. Oh, Jesus but Christ. But this was Hell, This was Hellboy as a kid interacting with King Kong. Like the, 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 the tropes, the genre, yeah, yeah. King Kong. Like that's really what Young Hellboy was. And if it continues, I, I would like to see like – 
it be more of like a like you know universal horror yeah kind of like classic horror you know oh that would be amazing yeah it would work really well but at the end of this oh, uh, and I, i'm sorry if it, it it doesn't spoil the story itself but at the end it's like you don't remember this thing happening to you it's like just so like i don't know why it just bothers me it just really yeah that is me. oh i mean it's kind of weird yeah, it's a weird uh, choice. A cop out. It is also a cop out. It's like this is how we're going to do this comic, and then never have Hellboy ever <laughs> reference it again. Like it's like basically making it out of continuity. Yeah, that to me is just kind of like the fun of this is that it's like, oh man, this is great. Hellboy is on Skull Island, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. Nope, I agree. Um, and that is it. That is oh. all. That's all we got, you folks. Got, you got some Godzilla pop figures. Those we do. Are Those are amazing. Uh, again, one of the one of the most forgivable of all the Funko Pops is anytime they do Godzilla figures. I hope they go all in at some point because I would love to have a Mothra. Um, like, make me a Mothra. I would do a, a Ghidra. I would be all in on pretty much any Godzilla Pops. Yeah. How do you do a Funko Pop that doesn't have arms and legs? They've done it before. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have a Mothra Mini Mate. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. But, I mean, they do a, like, I have a Slimer <laughs> that they did. Oh, yeah. I don't have Slimer, but I do have Stay Puffed. And so they, you know, you put it on a clear, like, you get the clear uh, plastic yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. They do that a lot. Nice. Cool. Um, and there you go. Yeah. That's the story. And we made it in under an hour, even yeah. with technical problems. Ooh. Sorry about those technical problems. <laughs> I'll get those ironed out before we record next time. Yeah, and I'll like fucking pro. I'll spray some WD forty on this fucking chair <laughs> for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, God. and I'll I'll make sure I grab a stack of books before I start so that I don't get up three times <laughs> in the middle of recording so that I can read what happened in Marauders or whatever. I want to see Beast's cod piece. <laughs> cod beast. Cod beast. Ooh, oh, I like it. Oof. Anyway, I, mean, I don't like it, but no. I think it's funny. <laughs> so, follow us oh, at um, actually comics. Crime Syndicate. Did I? I did. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, very quickly. Uh, it I was just good. said it existed. Yeah, it it was good though. Um, and uh, what so, else? Anyway, you were yes. talking about unactually Coast, comics. Coast City Comics. Dot com. Buy things from us, and uh, and that's about it. We will see you next week. Bye. Good night. Chicory. Don't eat the buds coming down on me. If I had one wish, I'd wish it's all the way.